You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have another jam-packed and transformative week full of planetary transits. This is a week with a lot of action going on. Venus is entering Leo and will stay there for four and a half months due to Venus's retrograde cycle in this sign, allowing us to have an extended stint looking at our romantic situations from a bold lens. Pluto will leave Aquarius and backtrack into Capricorn, giving us the opportunity to work on transformative issues that have been on the back burner over the last year. Mercury will finally leave Taurus and enter its home sign in Gemini, allowing us to explore our curious side, engage in witty banter, and seek out mental stimulation. And this is a week where Mercury and the Sun will be making the most alignments, allowing us to work on our social skills, the way we communicate with others and ourselves, along with ego issues that we need to address. And because of the type of week we're having with a loaded amount of transits and some of them being more complex than harmonious, vibes on the graph absolutely reflect that. At the beginning of the week, we have solitude, emotional sensitivity, mental energy, romance being the highest energy on the chart, intersecting one another and in some ways overlapping one another. For this reason, we might be in our heads about our romantic situations. We could feel easily triggered more so than normal. That romantic energy is also going to have its fun side to it too as well, especially with it going into Leo. But the beginning of the week could have its moments where we're needing some space to ourselves to ground our energy and our emotions. Mental energy will continue throughout the week. It'll peak in valley. It'll reach a lower point as we get to the 7th and then peak back up from the 8th all the way up until the 9th. And once we get to that point of the week, it's going to intersect psychic energy, imagination and confusion, social vibes, family and friend vibes, and also we'll have more mental energy spiking back up as we get to the 10th through the 11th. Over that stretch of days, we might have moments where we're feeling more intuitive than normal. We're having more intuitive hits. At the same time, we're feeling a bit foggy on certain things. So we might want to just double check when it comes down to gut instincts that we're having. Also, there could be moments where we're picking up on other people's energies. A lot of times when that imagination and confusion comes up, sometimes we tend to be more receptive to other people's energies and not necessarily knowing if what we're feeling is our own emotions or other people's emotions. So that can be foggy in itself. But there will be a need to socialize by that point in time. So at least there's no solitude on the graph. It's just more or less we may have a impaired sense of judgment, especially with the sun making us square Jupiter over the weekend. But yeah, this is definitely a fascinating week for sure. Let's look at the next bunch of days and see what we can expect. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. On the 5th, Venus enters Leo, and Venus will be here for quite a bit of time because Venus will be going retrograde in the sign. So if you enjoy the vibes of Venus and Leo, have no fear, it will be here until October. Venus is going to go into its shadow period on June 11th, go retrograde on July 22nd, go direct on September 3rd, and finally leave its post-shadow on October 7th. So Venus will be in Leo from 
late spring all the way up until early fall. I mean, we're just coming off the heels of a Mars retrograde and being in an extended stint in Gemini. And now months later, a few months later, we've got Venus that's going to be doing a retrograde. And the Venus and Mars retrogrades are some of the most crucial retrogrades. Not that all the other retrogrades are important. Not that Mercury retrograde is not important. But these are the ones that are rare. And the rarer the retrograde, the more intensity it brings and the more shifts it brings, the more transformation it brings. So this is going to be a very transformative summer as a result. But for now, we at least have a good six days, five, yeah, six days or so of Venus being in Leo in its regular format where we can bask in the glow of this fun loving combination. So as we leave the sentimental approach of cancer, we shift into a more passionate and daring strategy when it comes down to our love life and finances. Both signs have an emotional quality to them, but Venus in Leo has more of a seize the day, seize the moment, Take big risk when it comes down to love. And by big risk, putting your heart on your sleeve, being courageous and putting yourself out there in all on all levels in your life, especially when it comes down to romantic situations and our financial concerns. Under this cheeky pairing, we get in touch with our bold side. So when it comes down to our romantic situations, if you're single, this might be a time where you're not feeling as afraid to put yourself out there. You're feeling more courageous and you're just kind of leading with your heart because in a lot of ways, it's kind of like thinking you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And if it doesn't really work out, there's always the next conquest that you might get a victory in, in terms of your love life. The reason why under this influence, we're able to dust ourselves off off and feel confident again and seek the next conquest is because this is a very self-assured energy kind of energy that knows its worthiness and if situations don't work out or a specific person isn't available or it's just not clicking it's going to move on to the next thing and find someone worthy enough to bask in its glory so we may take on that type of attitude if we're single in terms of our love life this could also bring in the types that have a lot of panache to their personality who aren't afraid to make the first move who aren't afraid to wear their heart on their sleeve, leading to an ultra-passionate exchange between you and this person, and overall just having an epic experience when it comes down to dating. For those who are in romantic unions, this could be a time where sex is at its most active, especially with Mars already being in Leo. They're going to conjunct one another. You've got all this Leo energy connecting in a love life sense and in a romantic sense and in a bedroom antic sort of sense, and this could rev up passion. Also, that could happen for singles as well, but if you're in a committed union, this could be one of those times where you guys are crazy about each other and embarking on tons of adventures with one another, going out more, trying daring things with one another, and feeling more interested in going on opulent dates with a sense of theater to it, with a sense of drama to it in the best way possible. One of the cool things with this, depending on how it's aspecting your chart, this could be a period of feeling more magnetic when it comes down to romantic situations, also with social situations as well, because on a social level, this brings in a sense of just doing something leisurely, but doing something leisurely in the sense of being active and engaging in exhilarating experiences. So on a social level, we'll feel more open, we'll feel more expressive when it comes down to the people we hang out with. This could be a time of creating something fun in terms of having get-togethers or throwing over-the-top parties. But whatever we're doing on a social level, it will have a little pomp and circumstance to it. Because Venus is the way we adorn ourselves, we can find ourselves fixating on 
recreating our look in a way that stands out more. So if you've been in the mood to create an eye-catching look, this could be the time where you're spending money on that sort of thing. Obviously, Leo has a lot to do with hair and the association of that, so this could be a time where you're working on having a more magnificent coif for the summertime, or just splurging on items that get you in touch with your regal side. On a financial level, this is the type of energy where we can go really big when it comes down to what we want career-wise. We may be in a position where we're seemingly more magnetic than normal, especially depending on the way this is aspecting your chart. But the cool thing like this, and it being in fire sign energy, it gives us the enthusiasm we need and the motivation to get things going in our financial lives. So professionally, you could be working on putting yourself out there more and standing out for a flawless resume, putting you in a position to beat the competition. Of course, there's a lower expression as there is anytime we have a planet changing signs. And just because this one is going into retrograde, at some point doesn't mean that it's completely bad, but it is going to carry some lower expressions and more inflated as this time goes on through the Venus retrograde, which once we get to that point, I will let you guys know some of the themes that we can expect. But energy like this, we have to be aware of being extra extravagant when it comes down to spending. We also need to be aware of having a poor attitude if we're not necessarily getting the attention that we're expecting, because something like this can produce the need to have more attention than normal. And when we're not getting the applause, we tend to get more moodier than normal or lash out in some sort of way. Under this influence, we also may have a hard time accepting feedback from others. Feedback is a slippery slope because I don't always believe everyone should be as open to all the feedback. It depends on who it's coming from and how it's coming across. Obviously, if it's coming off in the most constructive way possible, then yeah, maybe give it a little bit of credence because, you know, sometimes we need to listen to that. But then there are other times when it's unconstructive and so we can throw those out the window. Either way, it can be slippery slope energy when it comes to feedback. But under this alignment, we can feel more defensive than normal when it comes down to feedback, even if that feedback is coming in the way that's the sweetest, most gentlest, nicest way possible. So that's something to be aware of in this energy that can be very inflated under this influence. But either way, we will be in Venus and Leo for a while. So let's get used to this and soak it up for all of its good qualities. And right out the gate, just like the other planets we have in fixed signs that was aspecting Pluto immediately as it entered a fixed sign, this is no different. Venus is going to make an opposition with Pluto days before Pluto leaves Aquarius. Mars has already opposed this point. One of the things that could happen is it could bring up some themes from that grand cross that we were dealing with. So themes occurring since the middle of May could come back up for review in terms of stuck patterns, in terms of our temperament, in terms of overconsumption, in terms of greed, and power struggly situations in our lives. With this being with Venus, this is going to deal with relationship stuff while it's activating those placements where that grand fixed cross has been forming. So we could be looking at areas where we might be stuck when it comes down to a power struggly relationship where there's unfairness in the relationship, where there's a lot of power and control dynamics that are going on petty behavior, and anything to do with jealousy within relationships. So this could be a time where we're working on coming out of those patterns within it. It's not to say that that's going to happen on that specific day because with those complex transits, 
They give us that nudge that we need to get things going in our lives. Again, sometimes things do happen immediately, but then there are times where we end up getting this nudge that we need to move forward with the process of getting out of those patterns. This could also reveal where we have bad patterns when it comes down to financial situations, and we need to work on that as well. Problematic things of a monetary nature could come up around this alignment. Also with this too, it is very revealing when it comes down to the truth of situations, so it could shed light where there might have been deceit within romantic situations or reveal situations where there's an abuse of power when it comes down to finances. And overall, this is a really Pluto forward week in terms of the transits that are connecting to Pluto and then Pluto going back into Capricorn because on the next day, the sun's going to make a sesquiquadrate with Pluto and this could show us where we are having issues with our ego. This could show where there's problematic situations when it comes down to the way we express ourselves in the sense where either we're trying to dominate over others or we have a very strong personality and are using it to steamroll over others. Sometimes this could show up as stepping on other people's toes in order to get the spotlight on us and dim their shine because we feel that we're more important than they are. So it has a bit of a narcissistic tendency and quality to it, which could be very uncomfortable and problematic if we're dealing with those types of personalities on that day. But in Pluto fashion, a lot of the times with this type of energy, we can see a backlash for that. We can see it backfiring on someone as a result. So this could lead to ego deflation for trying to puff your chest out. By the time we get to the ninth, Mercury is making a sextile with Neptune. And this is lovely for having metaphysical communication. In other words, if you're wanting to tap into your higher vibrations, if you're wanting to tap into more of your intuitive side, this is where we were seeing the psychic energy and some of the imagination and confusion. Because although this is a very harmonious alignment, we still get Neptune in the mix mixed with Mercury and that can create moments of fog. But at the same time, this is lovely for really connecting with your metaphysical side and connecting with your higher consciousness. This could also lead to having conversations about spiritual things. It could be a great day to talk about new age things, psychic abilities, tarot, meditation, healing, or on the creative end, it could be a day of talking about poetry, talking about art, talking about film, or just sharing your philosophies and beliefs in a healthy way. And the cool thing is by the time we get to the next day, the sun is going to make a sex style with Chiron, which is excellent for healing ego wounds. We have more ego stuff going on throughout the rest of this week, but at least this comes in and may be a mitigating factor when we're dealing with some of the other stuff that's going on on the weekend. Energy like this is excellent for healing ego wounds. It's excellent for encouraging us to foster healthy confidence within ourselves and express ourselves in the most healthiest way possible. In other words, if you feel as though you've been on a negative loop in terms of gaining your confidence in not the best ways, and some of that could be through seeking validation from others in a very unhealthy way, and some of it could be just by some of the stuff I was saying with the other energy, throwing your weight around or stealing the spotlight from other people. This is the type of energy that helps us heal those parts of ourselves that may feel compelled to do that to boost our confidence. So that way we can connect with a healthy sense of self. Some of the ways we could boost our confidence with this energy is through connecting with some of our old talents and skills and feeling more sure of ourselves because we know that we're good at what we do. And even though we may not recognize it sometimes, we do have the talent and the skills to warrant our confidence. 
So in a lot of ways, this energy is very motivational and not just for the skill set, but for other areas of our lives where we weren't feeling as self-assured. The 11th is a busy, jam-packed day full of concentrated energy. There is a lot of planetary activity going on and also transformative vibes. Pluto will retrograde back into Capricorn, causing us to review all of the Capricornian themes that we need to wrap up in this sign. Now, Pluto is going to go in and out of Aquarius for the next year or so. Around 2024, November 19th, 2024 is going to be the time Pluto finally settles into Aquarius. So we're going to have this jump back and forth in Capricorn before we wrap things up and every theme that we've dealt with in this sign since 2008. This planet's going to retrograde back into the 27th degree of Capricorn. So what's going to happen as a result of this is we're going to be looking at themes from 2022, but we're also going to be looking at themes when Pluto went into its shadow this year. Around February 2nd of 2022 is when Pluto finally reached the 27th degree of Capricorn, placing it at a critical degree in cardinal energy. Around this point in time, we also had the United States Pluto return that was happening around the 28th degree. So it will bring up themes that need to be transformed under these circumstances. Pluto was hanging out at the 29th degree around the month of February this year, all the way up until March 7th. So it is going to bring up themes from that point and that portion of the retrograde as well through 2023. So if you are being aspected in some sort of way regarding coping mechanisms, behavioral issues, situations with control and dominance, issues that were repressed or swept under the rug, and overall letting go of destructive patterns that need to be resolved. All of these things will come up for review on an individual level if you are being aspected by any of this energy, but also on a collective level we can see those themes playing out. So this is pretty major energy considering we've been in a year and some change of Pluto being at these high degrees of Capricorn. Pluto will go direct on October 11th and leave its post shadow on January 29th, 2024. But a little bit before that it will go back into Aquarius on January 20th, 2024. Just before Mercury is ready to leave Taurus finally and enter Gemini, it's going to make a trine with Pluto on that day, which could be helpful in terms of having moments of mental clarity, also giving us the urge to have intriguing conversations. This could be a day where we're interested in having something more deep in terms of our chats rather than superficial, rather than small talk. So if you've been interested in having more profound chats, this could be a day to happen. Even with some of the other transits going on this day, this could be a nice mitigating factor with those energies that are occurring because we do have some foggy stuff that does happen on that same day. But for the most part, this is great for cutting through a lot of BS, cutting through a lot of fluff, realizing the value of speaking the truth in the most constructive way, finding better coping mechanisms if our thoughts have been on a negative loop for some time. So this could be a day of working on toxic inner dialogue and really learning to understand your inner psychology. And as we get through the day, Mercury leaves Taurus and enters Gemini. Mercury has been in Taurus since April 7th. And so we've had over two months and some change with Mercury being in Taurus. So this is going to really shift the tone to a nice change of pace. Don't get me wrong, Mercury in Taurus is nice. However, we did have a retrograde within this sign. So it brings out the more complicated qualities of that pairing itself. So having this is going to be a nice change of pace. We could have moments where we feel mentally sharp as a result of this. A pairing such as this really ramps up the need to stimulate our minds. So if we felt like we were in a mental rut during Mercury and Taurus, this is going to be one of those times where we feel like our minds 
minds are just craving something new and challenging and just overall something that we can sink our teeth into on a mental level. So this could be a period of letting our curiosity run wild. This could be a period where we're doing research on various different topics because Gemini rules variety. So it's not like we're going after just one thing or trying to understand one thing. We could find ourselves multitasking in a lot of ways and finding ourselves looking at a variety of topics that we're interested in. This has its benefits and it also has its slippery slope to it. But at the same time, sometimes you need to be able to go back and forth. Sometimes you need to be mentally dexterous. But if you have a plethora of subjects that you're wanting to learn a little bit more about, this is the perfect energy for that. Because Mercury deals with communication, this could be a time where we're really interested in socializing. So this could be a time where we're kind of coming out of maybe an introvert, maybe an introverted headspace that we had in Taurus and we're just wanting to mingle with other people. This could be a time where our phones are going off the hook. This could be a time where we're texting like crazy. We could also feel interested in getting out more in our local scene and connecting with our friends, connecting with possibly siblings or friends who are like siblings since Gemini does rule siblings. But whoever we're connecting with, the great thing about this energy is it's upbeat and it's playful and it has a lot of wittiness to it. So this could be a time where our conversations and our meetups with other people have a very exhilarating tone to them. Under this influence, it could be a time of buzzworthy things going on. In other words, Gemini has this reporter of the year energy about it. So you could notice a more ramped up time of newsworthy things, the latest trends, the latest gadgets. And because Gemini deals with words and naming things, this could be a time of new slang coming up or more so catchphrases that are getting their moment in the media or even the coining of a new term. Of course, there's a lower vibration as there is anytime we have a planet changing signs. And what I was saying earlier about multitasking, in this energy, sometimes that can go wrong. In this energy, sometimes we pick up so many things at once that we reach maximum capacity in terms of our performance. So there could be moments where we're reaching a mental bottleneck or a verbal bottleneck. And because sometimes this energy could be skimmy in terms of learning data points, there could be moments where we're not getting all the details that we need and so we're learning a little bit of this and a little bit of that and we're having superficial knowledge of a subject rather than soaking it all up. Gemini energy is good for retention and all those other things if it's focused but sometimes if it's too scattered we can have situations like that. We also have to be aware of gossip because that can also become a very problematic thing within this energy. Again with its reporter of the year sort of vibe to it it could be a good thing but also it could be a problematic thing if it turns into spreading other people's business and rumors and things like that. And there's a tendency to get bored very easily. There's a tendency to be more flakier than normal when it comes down to this energy. So we definitely need to be aware of ghosting people. We also need to be aware of just becoming dull to us and then we completely abandon it altogether. So this could be a project. This could be other things that we have to do that's really important or a hobby that we picked up and then all of a sudden we just aren't interested anymore. That tends to happen within this energy. So it's just stuff to be aware of when we're dealing with Mercury combined with Gemini. Other than that, let's soak this up for all of its wonderful qualities and appreciate the fact that we are getting some shifting energy in terms of Mercury in a sign. The rest of Sunday has four alignments occurring that can create some problematic moments. Some of it is fun and exciting, but the other parts of it can be moody and draining. Mars is going to make a sesquiquadrate with Neptune, which could create moments of unexplained irritability. And some of this is due to the fact of Mars and Neptune coming together in this complex alignment, it creates these situations where we feel drained, we feel tired, and sometimes that tiredness 
can manifest as our temperament fluctuating. So it could be a day where we feel frustrated due to the sluggishness that we're experiencing. Also, this could create moments where our judgment is a bit impaired, so it's something else to be aware of. And on top of that, the sun is making a semi-sextile at Uranus. And this combination can cause us to be more impulsive than normal. It can cause us to do things for shock value. It can cause us to be reckless in a lot of ways. And so paired with some of that Mars energy and the impairment of what's going on with Mars and Neptune, we need to be aware of our behavior because it could create accident prone moments. Also, we can feel foggy on our sense of self, creating moments of being self-conscious. But on that same day, we have some contradictory energies occurring, like a semi-square to Jupiter, and Venus is going to make a square to Jupiter. So having all of this combined, it's not the harshest energy. Sun-square Jupiter, or Sun-semi-square Jupiter, and Venus-square Jupiter aren't the hardest alignments. However, they do inflate qualities in us that can be problematic. On the one hand, this could be a lot of fun. On the one hand, we may feel a sense of adventure. We may feel the need to be celebratory and want to participate in get-togethers or parties and things like that. With the Venus stuff, it can ramp up romance. With the Sun stuff, it can ramp up our confidence. The problem is we end up going off the deep end in these areas. On the Venus end, we can go overboard in love life situations and exhibit over-the-top displays of affection. And sometimes that's good, and sometimes it can come off love bomby in the energy like in energy like this. And it can also come off disingenuous in a lot of ways, like you're buttering someone up, which essentially is love bombing. With the Sun-Jupiter stuff, it can inflate our confidence to the point of arrogance and thinking we can do no wrong and just overall thinking our shit doesn't stink. And so that could be problematic as well. However, with the stuff going on with Mars and Uranus and the Sun, it may mitigate some things. At the same time, some of this energy is really chaotic in the sense where it can promote reckless behavior on that day and with all the transits and the concentrated energy happening on Sunday this could be a day where we're having to balance out our energies because on one hand we could feel super confident on the other hand we could feel deflated on the other hand we could feel drained on the other hand we could feel motivated so Sunday is going to be a very weird day in terms of transits and with a total of seven alignments occurring on that day do your best to stay as grounded as possible anyway hope you all have the best week ever later and see you in the next episode.